Hey everyone, we're here with Casey Johnson today. Casey, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, boy, what a what a crazy year. We kind of went from not knowing if we were going to race to racing just as much as normal, if not more. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, uh, early in April, you know, we were we had the cars all ready to roll and uh, nowhere to go. So uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen with the world, but uh, all the promoters and the tracks, they kind of got uh, things together and put uh, safety things in place. And we raced just as much as ever this year. Tell us a little bit about your year. You ran some bigger races out of state even. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, we uh, we went down to Anderson. We ran that Red Bud race, and uh, we ran a 125-lapper before that. And uh, so, I mean, we went uh, – we kind of spread our wings a little bit. You know, we wanted to try some more of that four-barrel racing. And uh, we went down there. We set fast time in both races and finished fourth in both races. So uh, we were able to lay down a pretty good notebook. And uh, we're going to do some more of that next year. And then, uh, you know, we did all our points racing up here with the uh, Tundra, Live for Five, and Arca. So uh, we definitely kept ourselves busy for sure. How does traveling benefit racers and race teams? Do you tend to learn more when you go to other places and pick up on stuff that you maybe wouldn't if you were just weekly racing at the same track? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, early off in my career, that's kind of when things took a turn. I used to run, uh, I used to go to Jefferson Speedway every Saturday and it's a great track and you learn a lot of things there, but, uh, once you start traveling, you, you try something new at uh, a different track and then you can apply it back at, you know, another track and it just, it elevates your program, uh, a ton. So it's the same with the super late stuff. You know, once you, uh, once you go down, you know, go down, like we did at Anderson, we went down there and we weren't sure what to expect. So we tried tons of things and, you know, we found some things that worked and some that didn't. And some of the things that worked, we tried up here and they worked great up here. So uh, it definitely helps elevate your program. You've worked with a few different people and teams over the years, most recently Chase Motorsports and then Travis Dasso with Apex Motorsports. Um, tell us how those come together and what it's like to work with uh, two teams like that. Well, it's a, it's an awesome deal. I mean, uh, at the beginning or at the end of last season, you know, uh, Travis kind of approached me and, he wanted to get into the car ownership role. He, he wanted to hang his helmet up for some reason. But uh, And I uh, I was currently driving for Dennis Chase, and I had great success with him as well. So I, I'm like, well, they're both great car owners. Let's get them to work together. And uh, they didn't bat an eye, and, and Dennis owned the motor in the car, and Travis, you know, put together a brand-new Fury car for us to run. And, you know, we kind of hit the ground running, and everything was clicking, and uh, cars had speed, and, it all just kind of worked together. How how does it work when two different owners come together like that? And it's really a three-part team. You own some of the car. Uh, Travis owns some part of the car. And then Dennis with the, the motor. How is there any challenges? And how does it come together to work out uh, as well as it did this year? Uh, really, it... it... <laughs> The reason it all works out is because, you know, everybody's just kind of got to be easy going and we all have the same mindset. We have one goal in mind and that's to go out and win races and championships. So, I mean, as long as things are going well, you know, obviously we'll have our uh, bumps in the road, but uh, usually it, it, we're all on the same page. Uh, we all work together. We can just kind of sort it out and make everything happen. You know, um, 
we we know how expensive this sport is so we all kind of know we have to do it together and uh and like i say as long as uh we're having success and having fun um we all seem to be pretty happy with the whole program How, uh, what came into the decision to run more down south and do do the snowball derby this year? Oh, to be honest, the snowball derby's just been a dream I've had for for years. Um, it's just it's the big uh, the big key to it all is always um, it costs pretty much what I budget for the whole season to run up here. I got to spend that in one race, so um, that was always the deciding factor. But um, we had a ton of success up here this year. And, uh, you know, I sat down one day and just started making phone calls and uh, people that sponsored my competitors, they, they helped me out and uh, tons of fans helped me out and, uh, we were able to put a lot of, a lot of things together to, to make it happen. And, uh, and I can't thank, uh, the support I had through the Midwest, you know, all the companies and stuff, um, for the opportunity. You ran for three championships this year and won them all. Uh, unbelievable season. It's been great seasons for you the last few years, especially not too often. Do you win every championship that you're running for? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I'd like to say it's all skill, but a lot of luck comes involved with that. I mean, uh, you really have to have, uh, all your ducks in a row. You can't slip up because you know, with the, the shortened season, um, we didn't run, there weren't like 10 race, uh, series, you know, there, there were six, five, something like that. And uh, if you have one bad race, that takes you out of the whole works. So that's just kind of a, a testament to how well my guys are, or how, how well my guys put my cars together. I mean, they didn't fail on me. Um, they were always top five cars and uh, always consistently right there, you know. So uh, we always, that's always the goal that we have in mind is to go out there and win them all. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's really hard to do. I know last year we almost did it and then we blew a motor on the last race for the Eli for five. So we were one championship shy of uh, winning them all. So it was really cool to be able to pick them all up this year. You and your team had a unique opportunity for fans to be able to place their name on the car. Talk a little bit about that and how that turned out. Oh, it turned out great. I, uh, I think we got like 40 guys to, uh, to do that for us. And uh, I, I've seen like uh, Dennis Brunny, he did it a couple of years ago and that's kind of where I got the idea. And uh you know, something as simple as buying a tire for the Derby goes a long way. I mean, you know, like say, once you get all them people on there, all of a sudden the tire bill's paid for and we can go on a trip. So uh, that's really what put us over the edge on that whole program. We had a deal where for a hundred bucks, uh, they get a t-shirt, window decal and a hero card and we'd put their name on the Declan. And uh, a lot of people jumped at that, you know, a lot of family, a lot of fans. It was, uh, we got a ton of support out of that. And like I say, that's what put us over the edge to be able to get to go to the Derby. So I can't thank them people enough. How have you been or how do you prepare differently for the Snowball Derby versus some other big races or even weekly races? I honestly, going in there, you know, I watched a lot of, a lot of reruns just to try and see how, uh, how the cars fell off and how pit strategy played out. And, uh, just try to get an idea on a game plan and how to drive the race, you know, but, uh, I, I think there's in a race like that with controlled cautions and stuff, you can't over plan for it. I've found that in a lot of races up here, you know, like the Dixie lane two fifty and stuff like that. You can go in there with a game plan, but your plan changes the second some guy spins on lap 25 and there's a competition caution, you know? So 
um, you gotta, you gotta have a halfway plan, you know, like somewhat of an idea of what you want to do, but you, uh, you really need to have a good crew chief sitting on the box, you know, um, making the game plan as we go. Were the controlled pit stops a factor in you really starting to think that the snowball derby be- could become a reality for you and your team in years past, you had a rent to pit crew and that could be thousands of dollars to rent. They went to the controlled for the first time last year, other than that rain out a few years ago, they had to do that as well. Did that play a role in you thinking this would be a reality? Yeah, that's when uh, that's when the snowball derby became something where a guy like me thought he could actually compete for the win. Because then it comes down to uh, being able to put your car out front. You know, you don't have to worry about picking up spots in the pits. And and to be honest, that was the smartest move they ever made. That that stuff doesn't belong in short track racing. I mean, it's cool. You know, it, if it was just our pit guys, you know, if we weren't hiring, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s crew chief or crew for the for the weekend, you know, paying them fifteen grand. Um, It'd be cool, you know, if you just had a bunch of your buddies slamming your tires on. That'd be neat. But uh, it wasn't the case down there. So once they switched that to uh, controlled stops, that's when it became a, a relatively uh, affordable race to run. Have you or will you consult or uh, reach out to some people from the Midwest specifically or maybe some others that you know racing down south uh, about the track, how – how it looks, how it'll change and all that. Will, will you ask someone for advice about, about it to better prepare you and your team? Well, my, my crew chief, you know, car owner, Travis Dasso, he's been down there the last few years with John DeAngelis. So he's got a lot of experience there. He's kind of seen what the fall off and stuff is. And, you know, as far as the track and learning it, everybody's got their own point of view on things. So I like to just kind of go out there and sail her off in the corner and see where it sticks, you know, and kind of make up my own mind. So that's probably what I'll do there. Uh, like I say, I've watched a ton of film. I've watched, you know, it, it seems like a lot of guys got different lines. Some guys hold her tight to the bottom the whole time. Some guys make big wide arcs and get good runs on exit. So it'll all just kind of be what we're feeling with our stuff. And I'll move around a little bit on practice day on Thursday. And I think I'll try and uh, make up my own mind on what I want to do. Will you go out and practice and try to follow someone to see how they're doing things, especially if they're looking pretty quick in the charts, or do you kind of just go out and run what you think is best and how the car's feeling for you? I'll probably go out there and, and hook onto somebody's bumper. That's always been kind of a, a good starting point. I'll see if, you know, what they're doing, if I can keep up and then if I'm faster, then I'll just uh, do my own thing. But, uh, but yeah, I'll definitely uh, latch onto a bumper and, see what I got and see if I can uh, figure out what I'm doing out there. What have you heard uh, about the snowball derby or have watched that kind of caught your attention from looking back at years past? Well, the main thing is, it's just uh, the best drivers in the country are there. You know, the biggest teams, the, uh, the guys that have won all the big races across the country, they're all there, you know? So it's basically who wins it, whoever wins that race, I mean, it's the best of the best, you know, and uh, I feel like with the things we've been able to do up here, um, we we needed to take that step and go down there and run with them guys. I know Ty goes down there every year, and lucky for me, I get to run with Ty all year long, you know, so I, I've raced with the best, and uh, I want to go down there and, you know, represent the Midwest with him and see how we stack up. How do you think the Snowball Derby 
uh, compares to other big races up here like the Slinger Nationals, Dixieland 250, Oktoberfest, uh, Josier Classic. How, how do you think it compares to those up here? Well, I mean, it, it's it's the racing up here has a different vibe than anywhere else I've ever been. But uh, from what I've heard, you know, from a lot of people that have been down there, that's very similar. I mean, uh, the people are all out in the pits. They're all grilling out. They're all having a good time for four days straight, you know. So it sounds like it's a lot like what uh, what we do up here in the Midwest. So I think uh, we'll feel right at home with that. So it sounds like you uh, picked up a, a new chassis recently. Uh, what have you been working on, and uh, will that be the car you'll bring, or do you have one prepared already? No, we got uh, – this car will be for next year, but uh, Travis will bring that uh, – our Fury chassis down. That will be the primary car. Um, we just got – fresh motor back and uh we'll put that in there and then our backup car will be our reed chassis the one that i ran up at oktoberfest after we blew the motor in fury and uh so you know all ready to rip hopefully only need the one (laughs) um one last question for you casey uh, why did you choose the number five? You know, five, there's, a, there's some other people's running five, but you are one that's synonymous with it. Why, why the number five? Well, it was an easy one for me. Uh, my dad, when I was growing up, you know, that's the number he ran in his late model uh, when he ran out of Jefferson. So uh, that uh, I just figured I better carry it on over for the old man. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you for the time. We can't wait to see what you do down at the Snowball Derby. You've had a great season up here. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and and talk to you uh, over the years. And with us starting this here, you've been a uh, great guy to talk to. You've been on pretty much every time we've showed up at a racetrack. So that's a good sign. Yeah, I know you guys do a great job supporting short track racing. So I'm happy to do it for you. Well, we appreciate that. Thanks, buddy, and uh, good luck down there. We'll we'll try to reconnect with you after the Derby as well. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Yep.